Hello there. What up, what up, what up? It's belonging before believing. And this is the podcast where you don't realize what you've lost until it's gone. I'm Patrick Mathers, pastor of the Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I'm Brian Gumpy. <laughs> Considering the things that are gone. You don't know what you've lost. I don't. Until they're gone. Well, I, I just don't know what's gone even to know what is lost. Well, I learned something I today had. that I had lost, that I didn't realize I had lost until it was gone. Today was a crazy storm, freak storm. I'm coming down the mountain from Paradise into Chico down the Skyway, and I get to about where Park Avenue shop is, where you're you're Dutch Bros. Mm -hmm. And before that, just uh, on the other side of the overpass, and it starts hailing and raining so hard. By the time I get up to Park Avenue, I can only see two cars in front of me. I can't see past that. It's coming down so hard, and the wind is blowing so hard, it's blown one of the flags off that was flying over here. It was like, it was crazy. I was worried the trees were going to be uprooted. And I'm not, like, exaggerating. Like, there was, like, everyone was going, like, three miles an hour because it was so crazy intense. So I get all the way back to work, finally get back there, finish up. Me and Lily get in the truck to drive her. I'm going to drive her home so I can come over here. Get in the truck. It's still raining a little bit, and I turn my windshield wipers on. <laughs> <laughs> and they they said, afraid not, dude. <laughs> and it went, <laughs> and plastic just scraped on my windshield. And I have no windshield wipers on one side of my truck. Oh, now I know what I don't have, and it's gone. <laughs> My truck has been broken down for 17 days. Oh, no. But you knew you, you, you but it's, but you, you've been really trying to fix it. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to. 17 days. I have yeah. been Superman without a cape for 17 days. Um, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so tell me more about your windshield wipers. Um, so they're funny because they kind of flap a little bit. And so when they go up, one flaps this way and one flaps this, this way. And then when it goes back down, they opposite flap, but they don't actually clean anything. So I have to kind of look at an angle to see out my windshield. Oh, you really didn't want me to talk more about that. So a memory I have of like some of the hardest I've ever heard my dad laugh. My grandpa, he had this like this, it's, you know those like little motor homes. They're like little, <laughs> no, like the dolphin. The dolphin, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. You were laughing, and then you immediately knew what I was talking about. Yes. yes. So my grandpa would drive one of those around, like practically as his daily driver. <laughs> okay. So good. Yeah. He would take it on. We he would take us on field trips. <laughs> in it. Like when my grandparents would drive for like school trips. Like trips to a field. No, oh, like actual, field trips. Like, okay, okay. Yes. So we were doing, I think it was like a band trip. We were going to go play it in a festival. All right. Band festival. And the hardest I've heard my dad laugh, I think, is there was some kind of like relay or fuse issue or something. 
the windshield wiper and like the washer fluid would just randomly kick on. <laughs> like every like 14 minutes, it would kick on and just stay on for like 10 seconds. And my grandpa would just get so pissed every time. And my dad, I don't know what was funnier. The fact that it wasn't like, there was no reason for it to be on or the fact that it was just pissing my grandpa off so bad. But my dad is just like losing it, sitting shotgun on this trip. And it just made me think of that. So I had a teacher in high school that had a dolphin and it was his daily driver. <laughs> and I can't remember his name for the life of me, but we were up on the second story. And one day he was like at the chalkboard, like writing something up there. And there was this one guy and he was behind me. But not we. I wasn't all the way in the back, but I was like kind of middle on the side, and he was just throwing M and M's and like hitting the teacher every time, like solid, like square in the back. And he'd turn around and like look around and couldn't figure where it was coming from. That poor guy didn't have a so, chance. No, no, no. Driving dolphins, <laughs> getting pelted with M and M's, and not catching the kid. It's one thing if oh, you wait, get pelted wait, wait. with an M M&M and M and catch a kid, but if you have no clue who did it, you are lost. Don't get hasty. Don't get hasty. You're right. All that's true. Yeah. But he caught the kid finally. He turned around and as it was like in midair, and he saw who threw it, and I can't remember what the kid's name was, but he came over and he was like in a he like hulked out, but. You can imagine what kind of teacher drives a dolphin. Right. He's not a... A specimen. He's not going to handle himself in a fight. <laughs> Just right. put it that way. But he came over... Like and in he, those videos of like cyclists fighting? Yeah. Well, do you know, you think you watch Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and dude, he's a skinny little twerp of a guy. What's mm-hmm. that guy? Cena? Sarah? Sarah. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. And he like kicks everybody's butt. Cena. John Cena is a little, <laughs> a little different squeak of a guy. No different. Not that would be great. Not Cena. Sarah. If they CG'd him like in a skinny body for a movie for a little bit, that'd be hilarious. Like when they did the rock secret intelligence, no central intelligence and made him that fat guy who was taking a shower. Or when remember they that? did it to, Oh, what's his name? Um, the captain America dude. Oh, the, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. So my teacher caught him and he went over and he grabbed his shirt like back here and he picked him up and he was going to like drag him out of the class and that kid just hold off and suck teacher in the face. You guys can't see that like I, my jaw just <laughs> dropped yeah. wide open no, eyes. The whole class was like that. We were all like, what is happening? Like I've seen crazy stuff, but this is like a, never a teacher fight, you know? Yeah. So the teacher gets kind of loopy. Like he starts like, Maybe see. He drives a dolphin. Yeah, he does, he's but, never but he's not like before. knocked out. So he's still holding the guy's shirt. So he's kind of falling, but he's still holding the guy. And the kid is like starting to flail, like not good punching, like right, right. like girl fight punching. Nice. <laughs> so the teacher then grabs one of his arms and tries to march him out the door. But we're on the second story. So the kid, like, does one of these little jobby, whips his arm around and grabs the teacher's arm and picks him up to throw him over the side of the balcony. No joke. What? Yes, yes. And we're like all, ah! And so we run to the door, and everybody's, of course, like, pushing and shoving, trying to get out and see what's happening. And there was one guy who was, like, this big guy on the football team who grabbed the teacher's leg and pulled him down onto the ground so that the kid couldn't throw him over and grabbed the kid and like held him over on the side. And then by that time, the commotion had brought other people out of the classrooms and then everybody came and got the kid and he was expelled. But it was close, dude. There was like a half a second where I thought, 
My teacher's gonna get dropped on his head. <laughs> Two-story death. It's gonna happen. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, oh. It was oh. I'm like feeling it right now. It was a good day to be alive. I was just thinking to High myself, <laughs> how the age did we get onto this story? And then I realized it was the dolphin. It was the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Dude, that dolphin. I bet you anybody who has a dolphin has a crazy story. Wow. I got shot with a BB gun in the face. <laughs> it, in in the, the, the dolphin? In the back yes. of my grandparents' yes. dolphin. Yes. We were on a field trip and we had like taken a trip it. to a field? Yeah. <laughs> shoot you in the face. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, we had just, we would take it hunting because it was, like, really easy to fit all the yeah. guns and oh, stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it must have been, like, my little brother was shooting a BB gun because, like, there were a bunch of BB guns in there. And one of the kids in my class, he ends up picking up the gun and just, the BB gun. Yeah. But he hit me, like, right, like, underneath my chin, oh, like, in my neck. No. Yes. <laughs> No. So you're right. There are always crazy stories along with the dolphins. There is. I've got another one, but I'm going to... Except the NFL dolphins. No crazy <laughs> stories there. No, they are model citizens. <laughs> Everything else in Florida is nuts, I but the dolphins, their, kind of pedestrian. Dude, I had their quarterback, what's his name? Tenenbaum? Whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tenenbaum. He sucks, dude. I got rid of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me to pick him. Whose name might happen to be Old J? Old J? Joel. I was oh. doing Pig Latin, so no one would know. Got it. Got it. Okay. Hey, do, do we got a question? I hope so. We oh do. Oh, my gosh. Are you only a Christian because your family culture is Christian? Is that a brief? Uh, did I screw up? Hold on. Family yeah. slash culture. Oh, got it. Got it. When I copied and pasted it, it did a weird thing. Okay. So... Family slash culture is Christian. How do you know Christianity is right and your beliefs aren't just a product of your environment? I feel like we did an episode we, like this. We did. We did one similar to this. But, but it, was this very, is like an, it was very early on, but it's also something that we get asked a bit. This is a, somebody asked us. It's a different yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it is a little bit different, but I think we should, we should tackle it. We'll tackle away. All right. <laughs> Pretend it's Tannenbaum. <laughs> Tackle it. <laughs> that guy needs to get tackled. <laughs> okay. So my, okay, I am, so my family, we grew up at going to a Quaker church. Now, I have said it before and I'll say it again, and I don't remember hearing the gospel there. But I, I said I could have, but I don't remember it. So what I remember is a lot of politics and a lot of um, social things that went on. We fed the homeless there. There was a lot of um, those kind of issues that were around there. So my growing up, my Christianity wasn't Christianity. It wasn't I am worshiping Jesus Christ because he is my Lord and Savior. He has borne the wrath of God in my place. He has atoned for my sins. He is the one who now um, is, has stood in my place, and now I am righteous because of him. So when God looks at me, he sees as if I lived Jesus' perfect life because he saw Jesus as, 
if he lived my sinful life. So that was there was none of that. <laughs> um, so my cultural experience growing up is we as a family went to church. We did every Sunday when I was really um, out there and squirrely and doing drugs and you know that whole kind of thing. My dad he said even back then. He's like, you know, you can stay living here, but you, you've got to come to church every Sunday. And that was one of the things that caused me to, to move out eventually was because I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want anything to do with that anymore. And at that time, I thought I was spiritual in other ways, and I'd read a lot of other religious books and was reading other religious things. And so I had a perspective where kind of all roads lead to God, and it was you know, it's probably what most people think today. As long as you're sincere and you're a decent person, then you're good. And I wasn't a decent person. But I really did believe that if I believed something strongly enough that I'd be good. So I was looking. I was searching. Um, but I was, when I became a Christian, it was a definitive moment in time where I was sitting across the table from some people, and earlier in that day, a gal, her name's Misha, by the way. I don't, at one point, I couldn't remember her name. I don't know if I said it on here or not before. But if, hey, if she ever listens to this and wants to get in contact with me, that would be great. But she was from the same scene that I was in, and she had gotten saved, and she walked me through a bunch of scripture passages. And the one that actually saved me, she told me, is 1 John 1 9 that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that was, that was revolutionary. That verse, when she quoted that to me, rocked me. And it was the very first time I was confronted with my sin, my need for salvation, Christ's righteousness, and God's ability to forgive because of Christ's work. Later that night, I was sitting across the table with some people and we were going back and forth because I really was wrestling with, could I actually be saved? And they're the two who actually ended up praying the prayer, a prayer with me and kind of leading me to the Lord. But that whole day was me coming to Christ. And it didn't have anything to do with my culture. It didn't have, I can honestly say it didn't have anything to do with my family. In fact, I think both my mom and my dad when I came back and I was so different and like zealous for Jesus, I think that was a little off-putting too. <laughs> nice. I think there, there might've been a little of, um, oh, has he gone in off the deep end again? Right. Just, just on the other, as a pendulum swung and then it's going to swing back. And it's like you joined a cult or something. Yeah. It, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> no, totally, <laughs> no, totally. But I mean, it would be yeah. like similar. Reality. But I was going to Bible studies every night and I was like, you know, any chance I could, I was telling people about Jesus. And then I, you know, as soon as I could went to Bible college and, and so I was sold. So, I mean, when I hear, have this question asked to me, I can honestly say, no, it's not my family and it's not my culture. Although I'm grateful that my family took me to church. There was definitely a foundation there. And I'm grateful that our culture has the freedom of worship and Christianity has provided that freedom of worship here in the United States because that, again, laid the foundation for me to be able to come to the Lord. So I'm grateful that there are those things in place so that I can be saved. But 
I'm not a Christian because of those things. Yeah, the the first question is a lot simpler to me. I, that's why I only answered that one. <laughs> than the second one. Okay. So are you only a Christian because your family slash culture is Christian? No. I am a Christian because in eternity past, God <laughs> decided that that one, Brian Gumpy, regardless of anything he's ever done or said, because this is eternity past and he's like not even, as my father would say, a twinkle in his eye. Uh Regardless of anything that he might say or do, I am going to save him. And that is why I am a Christian, because God has granted me faith and decided to do so a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. Hey, so I'm I'm sitting here scrolling through my Facebook because I'm looking for Arthur. Oh, his post. He posted this. And it just reminded me of presidential alert. You know, everybody in America got one. Presidential alert. Romans 9 is, in fact, talking about individual election. Right. I love right. that. <laughs> so that's my first short answer. As if Trump knows. He now. Has ever even read Romans 9. <laughs> right. Now, if you took out that word only mm-hmm. now, and you asked, are you a Christian because your family slash culture is Christian? I would say, absolutely, I am. I am. Because I ended up having my grandma take me to Sunday school and church. We just talked about that in our last episode. Um, And I ended up praying a prayer when I was six years old. And then again, when I was like nine years old or eight years old, or I don't remember, because I was thinking like, oh, I don't know if the first one stuck, so I'm going to do it again. (laughs) Must have had some fire and brimstone preacher because he scared the crap out of me. I'm like, I want to make sure this took. Is that what I need to do? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, but my point is, like I was around Christianity a great deal and without a doubt, like that's the means that God used to save me. So am I a Christian because of that? Of course I am. I'm not the guy who had some page of scripture that I found in a jail cell and I read it. And all of a sudden I came to saving faith. That's not my story right now. Is that guy a Christian because his family slash culture is Christian? No. Am I? Yes. Yes, I am. Because that's the means that God chose to save me. That's great because I have a similar answer for the next one is I'm going to say, how do you know Christianity is right and your beliefs aren't just a product of your environment? I'm going to say, I know Christianity is right because it's a product of my environment. What I mean by that is that I know Christianity is true because everybody has the image of God upon them and everybody has the understanding of good and evil and right and wrong and our environment as a culture that, look, America was founded upon Christian principles. I will never say it's a Christian nation because the only Christian nation is the kingdom of God. Oh, shoot. However, I will say that the Bible was extremely formative in how our nation came to be. And we have as an environment here, one that has a very strong sense of right and wrong, good and evil. And the freedom that we do have here gives us the ability to um, come to the Lord, to be able to preach freely. But how, okay, I'm kind of mixing a couple things here now as I'm talking it out. I know Christianity's right. Because my worldview is the most consistent. 
because when I look and I examine my own presuppositions, meaning the foundations of the things that make me me, I can look at them and see that what I believe is consistent with what I see around me, who I am, how does it make sense of the world, whereas other religions can't do that and don't do that. Atheists can't do that and don't do that. A lot of times people in other religions and people of no religion are functionally Christian in their morality, functionally Christian in the way they behave towards other people and towards themselves. And that's because we all have the image of God within us, which means we understand the law of God. So nobody wants to be lied to, and we all have guilt when we lie. Nobody wants to have their stuff taken, and we have guilt when we steal somebody else's stuff. All of these things are universal. There's no way that a universal intrinsic morality can just, evolution would preclude that. Right. And yet we don't see that. Because that is not something that contributes to survival of yourself. Right, right, right. It it does not at all. If anything, it impedes it. It does. It it makes, you know, nice guys finish last is the saying. And yet people still understand that a nice guy is a nice guy. Oh, 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 they're they're pointing oh, oh, oh. out the moral nature of that guy. Right. Right? I mean, they're they're pointing out that. And yet there are nice guys, morally good guys, and there are people who are morally not good guys, but yet function with a morality. And that morality is most consistent with what we find in the Christian scriptures. Yeah, frankly, I don't ha- I don't have a lot to add to this one. Um I mean, other than what you just so eloquent, eloquently said, I mean, I could just agree to all of that. Um, other than the fact that, like, I have rest in ways that p- my peers who have a different set of beliefs than I do or don't know what their set of beliefs are, they don't rest the same way that I do. Because my rest is found in the accomplished work of Christ. Mm. And I I know that. And it's not even just that, like, oh, I believe it. And because I could decide to believe whatever I want, like many people do, and they can have peace, and I'm using my air quotes here, um, resting in the fact that there is no uh, repercussions for their sin, at least not eternally. There's no eternal consequence for whatever you know hell they want to raise here on this earth. But that doesn't grant them peace for what the fu- their future may hold. My My set of beliefs actually grants me peace and not just this, you know, spiritual peace, not just this uh, figurative peace. Like I actually sleep better mm-hmm. because I have rest in Christ. Right. Right. And we, we rest is one of the most under commented, underappreciated, I think aspects of being a Christian. Mm-hmm. There's that rest for our souls, that rest that we find from um, sin and striving and working and the assurance that we have because of that rest. I mean, I have absolute, complete confidence. Now, somebody, this questioner might ask, well, doesn't everybody have that confidence? Why would you be a suicide bomber if you didn't have confidence. And I would say, 
you're a suicide bomber because you don't have confidence. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, that you do those things and you go through these rituals and you, you know, go on your knees up 900 steps to get to the shrine to because put a flower down. you don't have a chance down, otherwise. Because you don't have any assurance. And at the end of it, when you walk down those steps, you can look back up there and go, I hope that did it. Mm-hmm. But you never, ever, ever know. And we know. We know we have an absolute assurance. Yeah, and I mean that whole—I mean, we're the peace of God, or the peace that transcends understanding. Like that's a thing. That's a thing. It's not just intellectual. Um, I know that because Bluster. it's not just that I know because of this I'm good. It's I know because of that I'm good and I can actual feel actually feel spiritual weight lifted off of me. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a knowledge thing. Yeah, you're and by you saying you're good, you're not saying that you are good intrinsically all of a sudden, that you are good because of Christ's righteousness. And you're not all of a sudden the the best person or your best life now kind of thing. No, no, we're still the same people that we are. We're still sinners. We still deserve we're death. saved by grace. Yeah. But we're good in the sense that we are um, right with God and we know we're right with God and that I can stand on the last day and stand before the throne of God and know with all confidence that Jesus Christ is my Lord and savior. And he'll look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant, which is silly because right. I haven't been good and I haven't been faithful, but the Lord has been good and faithful to me. And so I enter in the rest and enter in that joy because of his work on my behalf. Yeah. So there. <laughs> so there. I, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't. And I say so there because it's like, what what do you say in the face of that? I'm mm-hmm. sure that people come up with plenty of things. It's easy because it's the two of us in this room right now. But at the same time, like, I have so much confidence. So much. I just do. Hey, do you have a question of the day? No, I had one for the last one, but I don't have one for this one. It had to do with the actual episode last time. Oh, I just made that one up. I know. Do you want me to make up another one? I do. What's the most unusual animal that you've ever encountered? <laughs> um, That's just shooting from the hip, too. I like that. Yeah. So when I went out to visit some family in Tennessee, not in Nashville, but um, when my aunt was living in Jackson, they have this, I don't know what you call it. It's like a safari park, but it's not like... Oh, really? It's not like lions and elephants and stuff what like is that. It? It's a lot of like really large birds, and they had a couple of of bigger game. But I, the thing that I remember is the ostriches, and you have this. You're not allowed to eat that in the Old Testament. Oh, I've eaten ostrich. Well, you can now. Yeah, yeah. I've eaten plenty of ostrich. Oh, red rum burger in Davis. Oh, we still never gone there. Let's do that. We were gonna one time and something. I don't know why we didn't. We should do that. We should do that. Oh okay, gosh. I'm sorry. I anyway, you ostrich. An ostrich in person, especially when it's sticking its neck into the like, car <laughs> and it's pecking at the feed that you have on your lap. Oh no, they're terrifying. That is scary. They're 
they have these eyes. They look like they're evil and angry at the same oh, really? time. Yes. Oh gosh, ostriches. Our goats had those weird demon eyes, but that's not the most unusual animal. Okay, I'm thinking when we went on our honeymoon, we went to San Diego. And we went to SeaWorld, and I have no idea if they still have this there. But they had this these giant rays. Yeah, those are cool. And you could touch some of them. And some of them were out deeper, and you couldn't, but you could go downstairs and, like, look up into the tank and see them. And to touch them, and just, they are freaky. Like, it, it's like a movie prop. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to comprehend that this is a real animal. A just, lot of marine animals are like that. Yeah, they're yeah. weird. Octopuses and jellyfish. Jellyfish and, and the fangly fish, with the un, 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 you know? <laughs> oh, people, if you could only see the face <laughs> that I just saw. <laughs> I'm sure it sounded great, but it looked even better. Uh, the Matt, Matt, whatever rays. I don't know what kind of rays that we were touching and looking at, but dude, they were... Yeah. So how did you word that? What is the strangest animal you've ever encountered? Yeah, the most unusual animal, or I don't know, strangest, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Whew. All right. Well, let us know in the comments what is the strangest animal you've ever encountered. Hey, if you haven't recently, then tell a friend. Shoot him a text. Share an episode. Write us a review. Um, and also leave us a rating. That would be great. We would really appreciate that. Because I know there's a bunch of lurkers out there who are Five stars. who are listening and don't in interact. We want to interact. Hey, even if you don't interact, five stars. Five five stars. Five stars. I don't I don't know what that voice is, but I felt like participating, yeah, yeah. so I just jumped <laughs> in fun. with it's it. It's fun to just say weird things. Oh, boys and girls, whether or not you are confident that your beliefs are right or wrong, all the more reason that we believe that you belong. <laughs>